What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another very special edition of the PlayStation Drive. This is episode number 61, and we are about to hit the road, talk about some cool PlayStation stuff, including Grand Theft Auto, Knights of the Old Republic, and so much more. But before we do that, I'm joined, as always, by the Supreme Court of Canada, Captain Canada himself, Mr. Court Lalonde. What's going on, my dude? Yeah, my new name. It's being used now. It's a thing. <laughs> no, I'm good. I've... uh I'm fresh back from the cottage, spent nice. three days up up further north than where I already am. Um, you know, I had, I had some good times. Yeah. I went to the Big Apple. They're look look in, at uh, a little tanned. Uh, yeah, I definitely, you this do. is, uh, the, I am definitely tanned. I was definitely out on the water in the sandbanks. That's where I went. Yeah. It's very nice out there. I would say it's the best beach I've ever been to in Ontario. I need to go. My parents actually have some spot, like a spot up there in Picton that they recently came into. So we need. I need to go check out the sandbags. That sounds awesome. So good. Like, yeah. unbelievable. Nice. Was the water cold? I'm a giant baby when it comes to cold water. No, not really. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to go. I'll have to go. I'm itching to get some swimming. I, I want to get out there and, and do some fun stuff. But uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I'm doing all right, too. You know, just rocking, living in the free world, coming up on a long weekend. I'm looking forward to it, to just have some downtime. To I'm know. off. There you go. Enjoy it, my dude. Enjoy it. Uh, but without further ado, we have to do a bit of garage cleaning. If you're watching this on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash carpoolgaming, please like, subscribe, and share. Hit that bell so you're notified when all things carpool go live because there is a lot of fantastic content and a lot more coming so make sure you're subscribed and tune in for that if you have a couple bucks to toss and you'd like to tip your driver please go over to patreon.com carpool gaming and toss some bucks in the old tip jar and out comes a whole bunch a cornucopia some would say of content that you can check out and enjoy and have a fantastically wonderful time with or if you're listening to us on your podcast service of choice, please make sure you subscribe, follow, whatever it is on your network, and also hit us with that five stars. Please leave us a review if you can. It helps us grow. It helps to get to more people so they can listen to us talk about all things PlayStation. We appreciate all of you very, very much. Now, let's grab that vinyl, slap that down onto our vinyl record player in our car, throw that needle on, get that thing spinning, and talk about the playlist, my dude. Court, what have you been playing? Uh, and with the show, so I, I uh, shocker, I what? was up at the cottage, so I had my, all I could bring with me was the Switch. Um, sorry, the, the, the monolith that is the PlayStation 5 was not coming to the cottage, but the Nintendo yeah. Switch is extremely portable. So I was playing Just Dance 2022 with my daughter. Nice. Um, we played a lot of that. We played uh, Switch Sports, and we played Mario Kart, and I played MLB The Show. So technically, I was playing a PlayStation game. Mm -hmm. Technically. So that that is what I have been playing. I just finished. Uh, I'm almost finished Stray. Uh, my daughter and I will get back into that tomorrow. But once again, like that's a game I only playing with her. Mm -hmm. I finished a game called Bright Memory Infinite. Nice, yes. Um, it it is. Um, it's okay. It's fun. It's a fun couple hours. I I enjoyed because I, I played it back. Uh, we actually reviewed it on Burnout back when it came out on PC. I enjoyed the game for what it is. It's a it's a quick run. It's a couple hours long. You don't need to spend much time with it. Um, but yeah, I, like. It's made by like one person, I think, which is like yeah. So that that's wild. what I will say. It's crazy pants that it is made by one person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely ridiculous. So okay, so have you played it and beaten it? 
I am so close it's not even funny. Okay. And what do you think? I think that for one person, it is very impressive. Mm -hmm. If it was made by a huge studio, I'd find a ton of flaws. And I think maybe I'm giving it a pass because of that. Mm -hmm. But still, at the same time, for made by one person, I the the idea of it, um, the the going back in time stuff that that's cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did find you know the you know the level where you have the meat cleaver and you've got to like kill everybody going through. Yeah, but these guys have guns. Why, yep. why can't I pick up the gun? I know. Okay. Yeah, I feel yeah. There the, there are there are little things along the way that like very much they do like the. Oh, you're out without weapons. Now deal with it. And I do think that section does overstay its welcome a little bit, especially because the stealth mechanics aren't are not good at all. They're not where they should be. But I do think, you know, as an experience, it's a cool couple hours that, like, you know, I would hope that, you know, this gets some money into the game, into whatever possible sequel might come next, because as I understand, the game is doing pretty decent. So I would hope that, like, with a proper budget and a proper team, you know what I mean? Like, they could take this and make it something really cool. Because yeah, Agreed. I yeah I I I would recommend people to play it, but to buy it, it's a t- it's it's a tough one for me. It's a tough one just because money is money is tight nowadays, and it's mm-hmm. just like I don't know, man. It's, I, it it depends on the price. I think the big thing too is like just do your homework with it. Check out the research, you know. Check out some reviews. See if it's for you, and understand that like you're gonna get a couple hours out of it. And if you're comfortable with that, go for it. If not, then maybe wait for a sale or, you know, see what else is out there. But yeah, cool. That's awesome, dude. Um, as for myself, I've been obsessed with Live Alive, which I know isn't a PlayStation game, but I've been having way too much fun with it. Um, it's kind of what I wanted Octopath Traveler to be. I really liked Octopath. I enjoyed it. I really, I thought it was really cool. Um, but I think there's something about the diverse, like the, how diverse live a life is in terms of like the regions the characters that you play like they really commit to the whole thing like even like the k the prehistoric era there is no there is no dialogue whatsoever everything is told through like little emojis because again it's like prehistoric there's no language so they're just kind of grunting at each other and you know little things pop up there's like a whole like i also beat um imperial uh the imperial china section where you're like an old master who's like trying to find pupils and like you as the old master are overpowered as heck, which is amazing because that's how it should be. Like they really commit to everything. And like, I also finished uh, the Japan section and now I'm in the wild west where like, I'm working with another guy to like set a bunch of booby traps around the town. And you have like a certain amount of time to like find the traps, set them and work with them because there's, you know, a bunch of outliers riding into the city at dawn. There's just the, it's, it really <coughs> commits to the idea to like the short story anthology version of itself. Uh, and I'm hearing that, you know, it does have a pretty satisfying end game that as you kind of finish through all of these. So I'm on my fourth story. I think there's like six or seven and then there's like a finale chapter. So I'm really excited to keep going with it. Um, but uh, there's a lot of good PlayStation to come, my friend, because Digimon comes out on Friday. I can't wait. I'm a little worried because there's no embar- there's no reviews that have gone live. I can't. I don't think anybody's gotten review codes as of yet. I haven't. That when usually when that happens, it's a little bit worrisome. But let's. Yeah, ho- it sounds a lot like cyberpunk. Let's hope it sticks the landing because it shouldn't be that complicated. But let's see what happens. But my dude, let's get into it because we definitely have some bu- 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 breaking news to get into. And let's start with a little Grand Theft Auto Six, the talk of the town. Earlier today, 
over on Bloomberg, the Jason Schreier posted a bunch of information about GTA 6 and about Rockstar itself. Uh, evidently since 2018, and I'm just going to be pulling from Twitter itself, uh, so make sure you go check out Jason's article if you're interested. Um, Rockstar has done a lot to improve its culture. They've brought in more producers to help try to avoid overtime and crunch. There's scheduling changes. They've they've removed a bunch of abusive employees. There's new mental health and leave benefits. So it seems like Rockstar as a company who's known for being one of the worst crunch studios seems to be making cultural changes to try and address that. And alongside this information, we got our first bit of GTA 6. And if it's coming from Schreier, I believe it. Um, which is apparently GTA 6 will have a playable female protagonist for the first time. She's a Latina that is one of the main characters uh, that is influenced by Bonnie and Clyde. Evidently, it is a the main location is a fictional version of Miami and its surrounding areas. The game will evolve over time. That's going to add new cities and new gameplay areas. And it's apparently the game is already large and they are already uh, doing a bunch of interior locations, which is exciting. So it seems like we might get a reveal in the next little while. Apparently, they're targeting 2024 as launch. So I'm guessing we'll find out more. But Court, out of all the rumors, out of all the speculation, we finally got a bit of GTA 6 news alongside it. Some fantastic news. Hopefully, knock on wood, that this story, you know, is as good as it is. Uh, some cheese over at Rockstar. Tell me what you think. So we get Vice City um, and we get it in 4K, 120 frames per second. Um, it, it's funny. Rockstar makes GTA and it makes the Red Dead series and people beloved both and some don't. And I am on that fence. I am definitely a GTA person. Mm -hmm. uh, Red Dead just didn't land for me. Red Dead 2. Uh, Red Dead 1 did. Red Dead 2 just didn't land for me. I'm hoping they don't put these annoying mechanics, and that's what I'll call them, that they put in Red Dead 2. Like, I just want... I want a GTA story. The one thing I love about the last GTA was I felt the story was phenomenal. And I, I really hope there's that the same. And it's just this stick to the basics. The like, hey, just drive the car. I really hope there's not going to be like, hey, you got to make sure the car has gas. Like, I really hope that's <laughs> not there. Like, I really hope. Like, with the whole, like, cleaning the horse thing and making sure the horse, like, that was the most annoying thing I ever found. And and it took forever. So I'm I'm hoping they don't get so grand with these maps that it takes like, you know, an actual drive. It's almost like a car simulator inside right. Grand Theft Auto. So there, there is my, um, because of what they did with Red Dead, that's my fear that they do the same with GTA. But I do hope that they bring the cinematics that they brought in the last, uh, in the Red Dead, just the opening scene in Red Dead when they're in the snow and such, that's just, it looked like a movie. Yep. So I'm hoping we get some of that in Grand Theft Auto. And then I... I don't know what it is. It seems that everybody just keeps making maps that are bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm hoping someone just starts making the map small again. Yep. And just like I would much rather have a dense small map than a massive map that, like you said, literally takes an hour to drive across. Um, I think this – I'm going to start with the stuff at Rockstar. I just think it's great that they're actually making changes, and I'm glad that they are you know, appearing to – you know, make significant progress for them as a studio. Because again, like you said, their game, they have some of the most celebrated games of all time. And I'm hoping that they're working to make, it's not like they don't have the money to do it. It's not exactly like they, it's not like, them of all studios. Exactly. It's not like they don't have the money to invest in their employees and to invest in a proper timeline. If GTA six is taking this long is because they're properly developing it, letting the devs get actual time off no Rockstar Wives scenario again like happened, you know, 10 years ago, then that's amazing. For GTA 6, 
Um, I'm excited for something new. I'm excited for something new. I think that I actually really liked Red Dead 2 after not liking it at first. It did grab me at a certain point, and I kind of did fall in love with that world. But I think you're right. I want less tedium out of GTA 6. Uh, and if they're going to put those things off on, I hope it's a toggle. I hope you can kind of choose as to how much you want to immerse yourself in some of those settings if they are going to do something as ridiculous as you got to fill up the gas tank oh no you're out of gas you got to run it there. just it's it sounds like something they do they i know I, and that's what i mean i think you're spot on there i hope those are toggles so that people who do want that level of immersion have it um i always liked gta as a more arcadey experience so i'm kind of hoping we get some of that ridiculousness some of that story some of that just fun open world with a bunch of the mini games and stuff um, I'm, I'm happy to hear about it. I'm happy to hear that this news came alongside the, the, the development at the studio itself. So I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see as time goes on because I'm sure we're going to hear about it in the next little while. And when we do, we'll have more news for you about it then. Now, a little bit of a, of a sadder story, a little bit of a more difficult story. This is coming from Kotaku. Uh, written by Ian Walker, report Star Wars Knights of the Republic remake in serious trouble. Again, this is another Blue Bloomberg report that Kotaku is talking about. The upcoming Star Wars Knights of the Republic remake is on indefinite hold following the recent firings of two key directors, Bloomberg reports. Known mostly for the port devel development, Asper Media announced its full-on Star Wars Knights of the Republic remake as part of an official PS5 showcase held last September. But since then, the project's reportedly hit more than a few bumps in the road. Despite internal excitement following the production of a vertical slice for Lucasfilm and Sony in June, Asper leadership told staff that the project just where it wasn't needed to be. Then directors were fired, and they basically said, okay, we're putting the game on hold until we can figure everything out. Uh, now, before I toss to you, I know we had a question. Here we go. I'm going to pull from Nagachaka. I'm going to let a friend in the car before we give our full thoughts on this, because Nagachaka asks... Was it a mistake for Sony to announce the Knights of the Old Republic remake so early in its development cycle, considering it's now been significantly delayed? Do you think this remake is still coming at some point, or will it eventually just get canceled? Court, what do you think? I'm very worried. Yeah. Um, Big yeah. If it comes, I don't think it's going to be this PlayStation only. Like it, 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 this could be in development hell, and when you fire two of the game directors, it's very hard. That's this. This smells a lot of um, Amy Henning's game. Yeah, I don't think we're getting this game. Like I, I think it's going to. Um, I don't know. It, I guess it all depends on the deal they have with Sony and who paid what and what what's going on. I think, we'll see. Yeah, I think that's my biggest question is who's holding the rights to the game? Because if it's Asper Media, for whatever reason, they managed to get the rights to it, then we're it's, it's done, right? I think you're 100% on, or at least it's not going to come out until like 2027, 2028. If they're able to take the project, because, because it is an established IP, because it is a remake, they already have the blueprints for the game down. The yeah, game exactly. Exists, right? they could very well take it from them and give it to another studio to continue development or to restart development. And again, it'll take longer then, but evidently, you know, there are issues with Asper and with like, you know, the way that they've been handling it. I think it sucks. And I do think they announced it way too early. I think this was a case of them wanting to drum up hype and wanting to get people excited because again, it is a known quantity. People love, 
love, love KOTOR. I've never played it myself, so I was really excited uh, to play this remake to have an opportunity to kind of, you know, jump in and into a new way to tell the story. Um, but yeah, I think this is way too early. I think this is way too early. I don't know, Court, what do you think? Do you think they announced it too early? Yeah, you know, definitely. I'm, I'm of the mind that uh, I like the way uh, Bethesda announces their games, where it's, here's our game, and by the way, it's coming out in six months. I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they told us we're getting Elder Scrolls, but that was just a foregone conclusion. But usually when we see footage and we see like little snippet trailers, we know we're getting the game soon. I, I understand the hype and I love it. And, and we're in the industry that we get to talk about it because of hype. Mm-hmm. But I really wish they would take a page out of even what Microsoft did this year, where they were like, here's the games that are coming in the next 12 months. Don't tell me what's coming in the next couple of years. Just tell me what's coming in the next 12 months. Yep. I agree. Because especially like this just feels like an unforced error. If they didn't announce it until it's a little bit further on in development, all of this happening... Nobody would have known. There would have been reports, yep. possible reports of a canceled game that was in development, but like people would not have started to get excited for it just to have it possibly taken away. Um, I, you know, my heart goes out to the developers who are probably, you know, stuck in a very d- difficult situation right now, largely possibly not because of their fault. Who knows what things are going on over there, but you know, my heart goes out to them. I hope we get this game eventually. I, I hope that, you know, they're given a chance to see the game through or it ends up in the hands of another studio who'd like to take on the reins, but Again, I think anybody working on this has a... Bioware? 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 I think anybody that takes this on has a, has a boulder to push uphill because, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a, an interesting one. But we will see. Now, my dude, let's talk about something that I was very excited and very happy about today. Let's talk about the PlayStation Plus Essential Games for August. I'm pulling directly from the PlayStation blog. The Essential Games available August 2nd are... For PS5 and PS4, we have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 and Yakuza Like a Dragon and the PS4 edition of Little Nightmares. Oh my god, dude. This is the best month. This is one of the most matte months in the history of PlayStation Plus. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is one of my favorite games from my childhood. The remake is so, so good. Yakuza Like a Dragon is one of my favorite games of all time. I already own both of these games, so for me, this isn't that, like, whatever, but I'm just so happy that so many people will have an opportunity to check this out. And Little Nightmares, I've always been curious. The game looks great. I've always been curious. This, I'm just, I'm so stoked on this month. Court, what are you feeling about Essential for for August? A little confusing because Little Nightmares already has a sequel, but it, it, it is what it is. Um, I think this keeps proving that extra and essential are good tiers, and I, I'm really having a hard time with premium. Um, yeah. Because even the other announcement that comes later of saying that the rest of the Yakuza games are coming, which I'll finally get to play Zero. There you go, Matt. I'm going to yes. play it. Um, I am more curious. I, I really, I've said, I said this previously on another show. I, I really think that Sony has done a way better job at bringing games since you and i were like what are they doing with this they've done a very good job with the messaging and they're saying here's games that are coming here's i love it i'm very curious to see how this works because i purchased tony hawk's pro skater one and two but the ps4 version i never paid that ten dollars yes to get the ps5 version and if 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 anything we've seen every single time this has happened and they put a game on ps plus it don't work Mm. like we just saw final fantasy 7 yeah, we, we've seen it before. Like, it's continued to happen. Anytime they have a game that is a PS4 version, it's, they're giving you the PS5 version. It doesn't want to work because you've already purchased it. So I'll be very curious to see how that works out. 
I think it's very good value to give you Tony Prox Pro Skater 1 and 2. I think it's a great deal. I think everybody should play them. They're a fun game. I think Yakazu Like a Dragon wasn't for me, but that game is a critically acclaimed to be greatness. People love that game. Mm-hmm. Little Nightmare, great game as well. So I think what they've got going on is great. We know there's going to be Ubisoft games added over time. We know we're going to get the rest of the Cusa games. The library is growing, mm-hmm. and I think it's awesome. I agree. I I, I like that. Uh, you know what? Let's just drop this next story in right now because, again, we're starting to talk about it. Also from the PlayStation blog, eight Yakuza games coming to PlayStation Plus in 2022 starting this month. So in August, we're getting the Yakuza Like a Dragon as part of Essential, Extra, and Premium. Yakuza 0, Kiwami, and Kiwami 2 are all hitting Extra and Premium in August as well. Then coming later this year, we're getting Yakuza 3 Remastered, Yakuza 4 Remastered, Yakuza 5 Remastered, and Yakuza 6 The Song of Life. And now this is where things get start getting a little bit confusing and un- unnecessarily complicated. Because 3 Remastered, 4 Remastered, and 5 Remastered are all at the premium tier. While 6 is on, the, is on extra and premium. So they're starting to separate games out across extra and premium. And I'm of two minds for, of this. Is it a... There's one path that's telling me these are PS3 remasters, 3, 4, and 5. Therefore, if we follow the same logic as Infamous, etc., etc., do they fall under the premium tier because they're PS3 games, even though the remastered yes. versions... But that's the thing. The remastered versions are PS4 games. Yeah, I still say they do. Like, I, I get the value... See, but the, I say the way Sony's going to look at it, if the original game came out on PS3, they're going to put it in the premium tier. See, and that's what I mean. And, like, this is why, like, this seems, like, arbitrarily, like, fluffing up the premium tier. Do you know what I mean? But I, but yes, yes and no. I, I, I'm still of the mind. I, I hate the three tiers. I agree. Um, I, I really wish they would have gone with the two-tier system um, because the premium, the, the, the premium tier I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it still yet. And and that's what I mean. Like th- like for me, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense why three, four, and five. I I get it from the. PS3. I think they're doing it. What you're saying, I I truly think they're doing it to give something there because that premium tier doesn't have a lot of value right now. And again, like people aren't asking for games that they can play on their PS5 right now. Price part of that premium tier, right? People are asking for games that they can't access. They're looking for legacy titles, which is why for me putting three games that like I literally bought a few months ago and have been playing on and are PS5, on Game Pass right now, and you can play natively on your PS5. To put those in the premium tier just seems very strange to me because I'm assuming you're going to be able to download them. You're not going; they're not going to be stream only. So like that's what I mean. Like we're, we're entering this weird middle ground here, and like I I hope that this doesn't continue to be a problem because it's not for us. We're at premium. We are at premium for the foreseeable future, but like. This kind of gatekeeping of content, I don't know. This is good. Like, I, I hope that this doesn't become a reoccurring thing. I hope this we'll is not see. Like, we, I mean, we will see. Uh, let's let Famous Seamus into the car because he's got three questions that we pretty much answered already, but just I want to make sure we bring them up. Number one, that Kotor, Kotor delay definitely hurts. I just want to relieve a bit of the pain and ask what your favorite Star Wars games are. Before we move on, Court, what's your favorite Star Wars game? Uh, Jedi Fallen Order uh, takes the cake. Yep. Um it's the best Star Wars game I have ever played. Before that was the original KOTOR. I, I loved it. Um, and uh, Jedi Fallen Order is just 
It's so cool, man. So it's as a person who loves Star Wars, you're you're playing, you're you're changing your your, your kyber crystals on your your lightsaber. You get to go in different worlds of Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. just, it's so awesome. I, I all I, all I think about when I'm playing the game is I'm like, wow, they could have made a Luke Skywalker game, and they had you on Dagobah, done that yeah. whole thing with this third person view. And then it also makes me think that a star, for a Star Wars game, it has to be third person view, or I can't play the game anymore. Yep, agreed. Uh, I really, really loved the OG Battlefronts as well. Jedi Fallen Order is my favorite, but I really love the original Battlefronts. I even spent a bunch of time with the with the remakes, uh, and they were fine. Um, but yeah, Jedi Fallen Order by far. I also shout out to uh, Pod Racing from like back in like the N sixty four days because I played well, way. And what too was much the other that. one? Uh, st- uh, Shadows of the the one where you had the the the, the snow speed. You could take down the adats by spinning around. I can't remember. It came out with the N sixty four as soon as it launched. Shadows of the Empire? I can't even remember. Star Wars on the N64. I will Google this. You will Google that. Uh, famous Seamus' next question. The next PS Plus Essential t- Games have been revealed. What are your thoughts? We're excited. We love them. And which one are you going to try first, Court? Out of the three, what's going to be your first one that you hop into? Uh, it's going to be Tony Hawk just to see. Yeah, it was. Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Nice memory. Smart now. There you yes. go. That's a wow, Ryan move right there. Jesus, it is. I feel very Ryan right now. Um... <laughs> I'm definitely going to try out Tony Hawk to see the PS5 version and to see if it actually upgrades right away or if I'm going to be complaining on Twitter with the rest of them. That's that's with me too. I really want to see the upgrades. I would love to hop back into that game. Uh, I spent a bunch of time with it when it first came out, but yeah, I'm excited to have a reason to go back. And number three, Famous Seamus' last question. The Yakuza games are going to come to PS Plus as well. Will this make you guys want to try out the series? I love the series. I own them all. This is just me a reason for me to continue to sing the praises of Yakuza. But Court, I am going to play Yakuza Zero because yes! I promised Matt. Yay! Just give it give it a couple hours. That's all I ask. If you if you drive with it, amazing. If not, I'm not going to ask you to play the whole thing because you know I game. hate that when people say give something a couple hours to get into a game. No, I just want to see if you're going to like it. That's all. The game. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. told me if, if it isn't turn-based. It's not. I I think I'm going to like it. Yes. Accepted. Uh, yes. Let's keep this train rolling because as is tradition with PSVR 2, also pulling from the PlayStation blog, we got an early look at the user experience. Just dropped one Tuesday morning. Uh, we got to see the see-through view, which is uh, a nice call, which means that you will, while you're wearing your headset, you'll be able to actually see through the headset and pick up and you'll be able to see the controllers. You'll be able to see the room. Uh, they also talked about the broadcasting. You'll be able to broadcast yourself playing it. If you have the PS five HD camera, I guess making a use case for why that thing exists. Uh, there's also a customized play area. So you'll be able to better look at your surroundings and kind of be able to better map out the room and the space that you're playing in. And then they've confirmed the VR mode and the cinematic mode are coming back so you can play uh you can enjoy vr content in a 360 view in a virtual environment and similarly cinematic mode returns as well which you'll be able to basically slap that thing on and it's like you're sitting in a theater being able to watch stuff and uh yeah i'm excited about all of this court what are you feeling is psvr 2 a day one for you are you i don't really know are you much of a vr guy how are you feeling about this so i didn't buy psvr 1 uh, because I didn't like all the cables. This having less cables, and the thing that really stood out for me is the setting your area. So for yes. me, where I would have it in my basement, I wouldn't have that much room. I'd have room, but I know you can sit down and play this. Mm-hmm. But to map out the area and say, this is where I want the, the my 360 view to be, I think that is a game changer for me. And believe it or not, that alone makes me want to buy it. Because one, I'm really hoping that some of the VR experiences 
from PlayStation VR 1, because that's what they are, um, are there because I want to be Batman. I've never played it. And I would love to be, you know, the Star Wars one with the fighting Darth Vader. Like, yep. I want to play that. Like, I, I wouldn't mind playing Beat Saber. I want to play Astro Bot. There's Super games hot. I want. You got to play Super yeah. Hot. There's games I want to play. And to me, I love the VR experience. My friend has a quest. Um, and I love using it. So, yes, this is a day one to me. And that's just because I think it's fun. But is it is it a gimmick right now? Kinda. But we'll see if they start making different games. But if they continue with experiences, that's fine. But just don't charge me like 70 bucks for them. Yeah, I'm I'm really, really excited about this. Um, I'm a huge PSVR fanboy. I love my PSVR. I haven't touched it in a little bit just because of a lack of new experiences. But uh, I really, really enjoyed my time with it. Super Hot VR and Beat Saber are two of my favorite games ever. Like, they're both fantastic. Uh, let's let in over from Twitter. Tech with the specs, Mr. Steve Vigvari asks from at SVigvari. Alongside the new PSVR 2 user feature Sony laid out, what are you both hoping is included from a UI or UX perspective? I like this. So I'm hoping. So do you remember how the PlayStation 3 had just the, the squares up at the top? Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I want that for a UI perspective on the VR is because I want to be able to be more interactive with the VR, with the, the UI. I want it to like the UI to come in and almost like... Um, almost like the movie hackers when they, they put on the headset and he was like going through everything. Like I think it was Penn and Teller when he was, it was, it was Penn when he was going through and he was going like this. I want that. I want the UI to be interactive and I want to be able to almost like shuffle through the games. And if I, if I swipe up in the air for people audio, like I'm swiping at that, the, the UI would actually move and the PS3 UI actually is almost set up perfectly for that, that I could go through. Mm-hmm. I don't think the PS5 one is, the PS3 or the PS4 had the the tiles up at the top where I could move through. And I think that would be very cool for me that I could just be like very interactive with pressing and, and moving over games. I think that's spot on because I, I what I don't want out of the UI is for me just to hold the controller and laser point at stuff again because that's what it was with the original PSVR. Um, with Considering they're overhauling the controllers, we're going to get brand new peripherals with it. I do want more of that. Like I like how with like um, with the Vive and like with the Oculus and stuff, you have like your Steam big picture mode, which fundamentally changes the UI and the UX of Steam to make it more VR friendly. I want them to do something similar with the PSVR too, because I think investments and stuff like that is fantastic to the overall user experience, but it also shows that they're willing to put money behind the software. We know they want. We know they're putting money behind the hardware. We know how good it looks. I want to see that same kind of investment in the games, which we're starting to see with stuff like Horizon, but also with the UX and the UI. I, and like whatever they're doing, they need to find a way to limit the uh, motion sickness of it all more as well. Like they need to have, I think, some of those modes baked into the overall system UI if that's some if that's something that's possible. Just because it is that is deal breaking for a lot of people. Uh, and even for myself, like I remember when I first started playing VR, I had like a fan on me. I was eating like ginger candies because I get like severe motion sickness and I wouldn't be able to play more than for like 10 or 15 minutes at a time. Then I have to put it down, walk away and do something else and come back later just because of how sickening it can be. So they need to figure some of these things out just to make that experience a more accessible environment for everyone. And like you said, you can play it sitting down. No worries. Again, as long as that's, that UI moves with you properly and again, you're not just sitting there with a laser pointer. I hope we get something cool. Uh, and Steve also asked, what is the best Alpha Getty letter to eat? 
Well, I'm going to have to go with C because that's my name. Mm. But let's be real. The B actually looks really cool. Like, the, 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 I don't know what it is about a B. I just, I, I like the letter. It has nothing to do with my name because the C is not enough noodle. Right. So you're not, you're losing. To you're me, losing the, B, the B is the maximum amount of noodle because it's almost a full noodle, right? So the B, the B wins. See, for me, it's, it's the M. And it, it, partially it is because of my name, but also if you take the M and you bite that thing clean in half, you get two V's. What else has two V's? Steve's last name, Vigvari. It's a, it's, wow. a, it's a win on both fronts. Wow, wow. You're, you're kissing his butt. I kissing, appreciate that. Kissing the butt. I'm a, I'm a good old butt kiss. Um, but yeah, great question. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much all of the news that we're going to talk about this week. So let's let a couple more friends into the car to answer some more questions over on the Discord, which if you want to join, it is in the show notes. Hop over. It's free. There's plenty for us to talk about there. There, hold on. There is one more thing. Oh, please correct me. Yes. So I'm not correcting. It's, I think you just forgot. It's PlayStation has announced a new initiative oh, yes, aiming to you. lower the barrier of entry to improve the process of publishing on PlayStation. Over the past couple of years, PlayStation has been thrilled to support external publishing partners by featuring them in indie spotlight events, montage videos, and on social channels, and a dedicated space for PlayStation indies on PlayStation.com, and has been working to reduce the time it takes for a new developer onboarding on PlayStation with new development hardware, loan program, newly licensed PlayStation game publisher developers will be eligible to receive a PlayStation 5 development kit and PS5 testing kit. So they're making the barrier of entry to creating on PlayStation more in line with what is with ID at Xbox. Mm -hmm. And I think that is phenomenal Uh, for what Xbox has done over the ID program and making it so easy with the games like Grounded and like, come on now, that, that's turned into um, a favorite game of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to see some better games come out of the PlayStation. And for those Xbox fans out of there, you're not going to be seeing those games coming to Game Pass or Xbox first now because the barrier to entry to get into PlayStation won't be as hard. Yeah, I think... Th- thank you for bringing it up, by the way, because I did miss that. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. Like... The indie space in with the PS5 has been a little bit lacking, especially with some of their states of state of plays and some of their marketing material, because they were so evangelical about about the indie titles back in the PS4. They were front and center. We got a lot of time with them. We knew when they were coming. They got Reso a lot Gun of was such a good game, and that's what I'm saying. And we kind of saw that start to shift coming into the PS5, and I'm glad to see that they're being vocal about their initiative to support indie developers because indie games are some of the best games out there right now. The developers are making creative experiences that you're really not going to get anywhere else. So I'm so happy to hear that PlayStation is lowering that barrier to entry. We'll be working with more indie devs to get more of these games on PlayStation faster and sooner, hopefully on PlayStation plus knock on wood. Um, but yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. Like this and, is, and maybe that is, you know what? I think you brought up a very good idea. Um, a very good point. Sorry. My apologies. Um, because, Game Pass has kind of done that. Mm-hmm. When they're lacking something, you get a bunch of great indie titles day and date on Game Pass. And I think PlayStation saw that and was like, hey, that's a we don't have to throw AAA games out there to, to make gamers happy. We already have our AAAs that are going to come out and you're going to buy. And then we have our third parties that, you know, after the game's been out for three months, we can bring over to the service. But we can have day and date great games because Xbox has made a living off it for the last two years of throwing out, you know, death store um tunic the hades yeah tunic. everything there's you know it's, it's my my one of my current game of the year is 
is Citizen Sleeper, which is I played on Game Pass, which I never would have known about if it wasn't for Game Pass. So, exactly. So, and it's just PlayStation needs to get back into this because it used to have the Guacamelees and yeah. and the Rezo Guns, and then they just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Super Meat Boy, all those games, those are all first on PlayStation, and then all of a sudden, nope. And I I, I hope that they're going to look at Stray as a big success because like especially when Stray came out. It was all over my Twitter timeline. I had like friends and cousins messaging me being like, hey, I heard about that cat game. Where can I play it? I like, I literally told them, I'm like, you can pay $30 for the game or upgrade your plus for a bit and you're an extra. Everybody upgraded straight into extra. I got like three different people to upgrade straight to extra just because, again, they want to play cat game and saw the value there. So I hope they're looking at Stray as a great use case for this. And I, ho- I hope you're right. I hope we get more of it because more games in the hands of more players is never a bad thing. Yep. Let's, uh, yeah, so let's get these doors open, get some questions in here. Again, hop over. There's a Twitter post that goes live every single week that you can comment on or hop over to the Discord or the past YouTube videos. This is coming from Fulia. Fulia asks, the question is for the carpool. We've seen the amazing story and gameplay on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man. What other Marvel property would you like to see as a game? I would love to see a Doctor Strange or maybe even Thor. Get those awesome writers on it. Give us a great story and I'm in. So, Court, as someone who maybe isn't as invested in the MCU and in the superheroes um, right now, what superhero would you want to see a game for that would be like, all right, I'm in? Well, for me, I the thing the the Marvel side that I'm a huge fan of is the mutant side. Mm-hmm. So I know it would be an easy to say, give me an X-Men game, because I know we're getting a Wolverine, but actually I'd want a Cable game. Nice. And I'd want it more on the new mutant side. When Cable was first... Um, well, almost broke my mic stand there. When Cable was first introduced in the comics, he was introduced in uh, New Mutants number 157 or something like that. I can't remember what it is. But on the front cover, they had Cable was going out there and hunting mutants. Mm-hmm. I want that to be the first game where I'm Cable and I'm hunting the mutants. And then it, it goes from there. I love Cable as a character. I think there's a lot to him. So that would be a very good character for me. And I think it could make a very good game. I think Cable would be really, really cool. For me, my pick is the Runaways. I That team has such a special place in my heart, and they're so very distinct in that universe um, because they are a bunch of, you know, they're a bunch of teenagers who do make mistakes, who do screw up. Uh, I would love to see a Runaways game along the lines of, like, give me Guardians of the Galaxy in terms of the character writing, but I want to be able to play as a couple of them, kind of inter- whether that's an RPG, whether that's a, tra- a tactic-style game, but also give me the school life aspect of it make runaways but persona just because again it fits the mold and i think it would actually work really well in that space um i think runaways would be super super cool and it would introduce more people to those characters because they're awesome uh another question coming from uh wait sorry just lost it nope that's everything actually we talked about famous shamus we talked about nagachaka we talked about fulia and we talked about steve mcvary that's all the questions my friend what look at that that court gets to go to bed court gets to go to bed my dude this was a wonderful time but if people wanted to see more of your lovely face and hear more of your lovely thoughts where could they do so you can find me every wednesday at 7 30 p.m on youtube for three dads in a console the literally the show i just recorded before starting this one <laughs> and you can find me on twitter at court lalonde and you can find me on all carpool gaming socials across everything instagram tiktok youtube i am the moderator on the youtube and you can find me all over the twitter 
But yes, please go check out all of the amazing things that Court does support this wonderful, wonderful individual. As for myself, you can find me over on Twitter at burnout underscore Matt, or you can find us over at youtube.com slash burnout brighter. This weekend, we are teaming up with the crew over at Fanology Prime Video. We are going to be streaming uh, an episode. We're going to be doing a watch party for an episode of Paper Girls. So come check that out. Details will be on my Twitter uh, as we announce the time and the date exactly. But keep an eye out for that. If you're curious and you want to watch some Paper Girls, come join us. Basically, it's like Stranger Things vibes, but with, you know, cool stuff going on. So come hang out with us. We appreciate you all very, very much. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. We appreciate you all very, very much. And we will see you on the next mile. Peace. The PlayStation Drive is fueled by the Patreons who truly make us believe that anything is possible. And we'd like to thank the more than 90 patrons who support us each and every month at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. With a special thanks to our ultimate producers, mostly Martinez, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Dallas Ford, Trucker Soth, Jonathan Brown, who has a new album, In My Element, on Spotify and Apple Music, Drew Agnew, who is the host of the House of Mario podcast, Lee Navarro, who is the leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. The links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Becky Rubin Navarro, Skinny Matt, Robbie Bobby Miller. And then our gold members, Tom4NKS, Slissley Carosa, Anna W, The Snack Network, Foolish Fuji, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Tony Baker, Mac Time, RJ Kern, Jose Jimenez, Ashley Nichols, Argo, Marcus O'Neill, and Dallas Robbins. To support the PlayStation Drive and get some awesome perks, go to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and select the tier that works best for you.